0: Well, you know what? I couldn't tell you how many times down through the years we have talked about the Everyman Sunday songbook on this show. And I never tire of it because every single time it's a different discussion. Every single time it's a different show and every single time it's a pleasure to talk to Linda Kenny and more recently her comrade in arms or mischief. (laughs) Alf McCarthy. And in fact, uh, you know, the two of them called into the kitchen at home to myself and Connor a couple of weeks ago to record this piece for the upcoming Everyman Sunday songbook celebration of Neil Sedaka. And while we were setting up the mics and getting ready to chat, like the two of them were just messing the whole time, like brother and sister. And we've often talked about how as a team, they just have a brilliant bond all together.
2: We, all, we actually call ourselves the GSS family because that's what we feel like. So when we travel to the concert hall, because it's a lunchtime uh, event and it's in a smaller venue, we don't have the full family. And then when we go to other theatres, bigger theatres, we have everyone. And yeah. so this weekend, actually, we have the joy of both so we're going to the national concert hall doing the story of dean martin on friday and it's just our core group and then on sunday we're reunited with everyone the whole family on sunday because we're doing a uh, story we're kicking off our mini uh, neil sadaka tour um in the civic intel and we are just
1: buzzing and the wonderful thing is that both venues are booked out yeah, you know, which is great. It makes a difference. <laughs> you just mentioned there about the crack. Um, Colin McCabe, who writes and directs for us, said at one stage, "I give you, I give you the script. <laughs> That's my best, Colin McCabe. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming across like like Richard Nixon. <laughs> I am not a crook." <laughs> but um, uh, at one stage, he, he, we were actually in the civic, and he came down and he says, "Oh," well, he doesn't say, "Oh my god," but he went, "Oh, no." I see it come alive. Uh And he says, I give you the script, but then you do something with it. And he was looking at the audience reaction. Would have been maybe the first time we were in the Civic. Uh, And we kind of went, oh yeah, but we do that all the time. Because we're having fun. You know, it really is. a And
2: and I suppose now to be fair, you know, Okay, we're, we're going to be 20 years next year in the Everyman and we're a couple of years with audiences now in Dublin. And so we have a lot of regular people coming or they're bringing people with them. So there is, we don't have to work as hard. You know what I mean? There is an expectation and an anticipation of, Oh yeah, this is going to be good now. And so that makes us relax, which obviously helps with our performance and we have the crack on stage and then that translates into them and so we have just a wild time you know it will be wild
1: oh yeah it always
0: is but like you know sky arts for example that channel has a whole series of documentaries all the time like discovering doris day or discovering whoever and they they tell the story they go through the story of everybody's lives but it's in a very sort of commentary Mm -hmm. way and that's grand and it suits television but what you guys do is you take all of these amazing huge stars and tell their story and weave it all in with amazing music from this golden era of stuff Mm. and Neil Sedaka I suppose is that a kind of a departure from the idols of the silver screen although he does have like Hollywood Walk of
2: Fame star and that sort of stuff. Well, I I would never say the starting premise was Hollywood um, screen idols. I would have always said we celebrate the lives of movie and musical icons Mm. in song and in story. That would be kind of my coverall sentence to give an idea of what we actually do. So he's not that much of a departure, but he was a big sell to me. Alf... Was, is a big fan and I was saying well I kind of only kind of know him but in actual fact he's amazing isn't he well
1: when you say I'm a big fan like uh, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far uh, I'm more a blues man myself right <laughs> uh, but, but you know having worked in the in, in the, mu- the radio industry and played music uh, and m- my dad used to have his own band uh, and in 1957 his Buddy, Mac. Was Buddy Mac Down the ark. Uh, so he was doing the big band stuff before the Dixies came. The Dixies were the next lot, you okay. know. Um, but my father's hand had been squashed. Uh, so that was the end of uh, Headstone fell in it. So that was the end of his music career. And he was a stonecutter as well. At that time, I remember looking in his uh, his music sheets of music. And he had just bought, uh, because he wanted to get modern stuff, uh, the Needle Sedaka songbook you know, happy birthday, sweet 16, all that. And I'm going, oh yeah, Dad is now picking up on this. So he, in 1957, was realising uh, that there's a talent out there writing lots of music and he was going to incorporate it into what he was doing. Um, so, like, from my own point of view, what I'm saying is that I was aware of Neil Sedaka going going way back.
2: Well, the thing, the thing about Neil Sadaka, he's known as, in the Guinness um, Book of Hit Singles or something, he's known as the man who put the tra-la-la into yeah. pop music. Okay. <laughs> and he and his long-standing uh, writing partner, who happened to live on the floor above him in the apartment complex where he grew up, They were writing songs. From what age? He was thirteen. He was was thirteen
1: when he started, and and his neighbour was was up. uh,
2: Howard Greenfield.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Greenfield Sadaka became almost like a. A, a stamp of approval within the music industry because, oh, it's a new song by Greenfield Sadaka. Yeah, They were only
2: kids. They were 13 wow. they and were 16 kids. when they started. Like, the thing about Sadaka is that he came, he actually won a scholarship to Juilliard when he was eight. Yeah, yeah. he was a classical yeah. pianist. Yeah, right? and the mother
1: already wanted him to be a classical pianist. Of course, we'll get the piano. We couldn't afford anything.
2: And, and so her thing was like that he was going to go and play as shy stuff. <laughs> shy, <laughs> <laughs> that he was going to play Beethoven and things like that, but he realised that nobody in school wants to hear about Beethoven or Tchaikovsky. Yeah, and, uh, so no, I think you were right,
1: Peter, Peter Tchaikovsky was the guy, yeah, a Russian.
2: But um, but that they all they wanted to hear was um, you know pop music. So, yeah. um, the, but the thing about Sadaka is that while well, he'd be known for things like. Um, Laughter After in Bird. the Rain, I yeah. think, is the one I think of all yeah. the time. Yeah, but that well, was actually see, later later, now, you see, Yeah, Sarah had
1: to. He, he, he had to reinvent himself.
2: Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so let's start. Let's back start. Go back go back, go back, back, let's start. Let's play
1: Sedaka. Okay,
2: you <laughs> okay. start. <laughs> so Sedaka and Greenfield started um, writing music, and, and they were very specific in how they set about, like, they they. Um, they would actually study music and they'd say what what made that a number one i mean what were the guitarists that they used what was the transition in, in musical terms what were the themes what kind of you know um, phraseology or rhyming did they do and and so they finessed their
0: product they and went looking for a formula you know? they yeah
1: did. yeah and, you know. and
2: and they and they basically said if we can't find a word that rhymes we' we'll put in the
1: this ooby dooby doo or the tra-la-la, you yeah. know, so they'd, they'd go, uh, um, she loves you, whatever it is, tra-la-la, la-la-la-la, yeah. so, and then that would stay in the song or whatever, so.
2: Breaking up a hard to do, do- like,
1: yeah, see, I'm here to save you, darling. I think it's tra la 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 no, that's Happy right. That's
2: the
1: other one.
0: breaking up is hard to do Remember when you held me tight And you kissed me all through the night Think of all that we've been through And breaking up is hard to do Obviously, it came into all of them. <laughs> Actually,
1: yeah. And they worked in the Brill Building. Uh, the Brill Building in New York was this famous building that was if you like um, a pressure cooker for songwriters and the idea is that you went in with your song you hired a room and all that was in the room was literally a piano uh, there may not even have been a table uh, so a piano and a chair sit down and they pump away at the ideas hit factory a hit factory mm. and then you took your song and you went to the pluggers and they'd say okay uh, so and so so and so might be interested in this and they'd, they'd get they'd get somebody along then who would sing those songs and um Connie Francis was was a young girl at the time and she she used to plug songs, you know?
2: Well, like actually she went in because George Check, her um producer came in and said, Look at this girl, she's just had a great hit with Who's Sorry now? And he said, uh, can you write her something? So they threw their best songs at her and she was like, yawn, no, thank yawn. You. And then as she she was as she was leaving, they said, Just play the other one. And they were going, We can't her, that, yeah. that's rubbish yeah yeah and so they played her first few bars of Stupid Cupid you're mean guy yeah, really? no. yeah. Bom, yeah. Bom, bom, bom. and she said boys nice you you you've just played wow. my next number
1: one Stupid Cupid you're a real mean guy
0: Stupid Cupid. I'd like to clip your way so you can not fly
1: Stupid Cupid I'm in love and it's a crying shame
0: Stupid
1: Cupid and I know that you're the one that blame
2: Stupid Cupid
1: hey, It, yeah, I
2: mean? so like the thing about Neil Sedaka, even though I knew about Solitaire and I yeah. knew Breaking Up was Hard to Do and Calendar Girl and O'Carl and that, he actually wrote for so many big names, like really big hits. Like, is the this the way Daniel to Amarillo? Garlo. Is this the way to Amarillo? Tony
0: Christie's one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He wrote God. that. Yeah. But
2: nobody associates it with him, you know yeah. what I
1: mean? They all so, think it's, like it's like Tony Christie. Yeah. Show me the way to Amarillo.
0: Said there a minute ago when I was saying Laughter in the Rain, you went, Oh, that came later. Yeah, yeah. That came right. so that, but there, so there was a later, there was a so, like high in point.
1: the 50s into the 60s, uh, they were writing all these songs, yeah. And also, Sadaka was a recording artist himself, so he was a very pretty, handsome young man. He had all these hit singles, um, could play the piano like he had talent.
2: He was. He made an absolute fortune. He was probably the biggest selling artist of his
1: day. He would have been, yeah, yeah. And lived on central. Then what Park. happened? The Beatles arrived in America, so the whole music industry changed, and the Travi days were, in fact, over. The yeah. Beatles killed it. Yeah. yeah, for him, for him Because particular.
2: this idea of someone sitting at piano and singing doobie doobie. like yeah. it was like um it was like elevator music. Yeah, and suddenly his record company said. No. You know, we're not interested. And he had to, you know, he lost the house, he lost the car. Yeah. He got into the taxi. What's that line in the taxi? Yeah,
1: a great line is Hey, didn't you used to be Neil (laughs) Sedaka? You know? Yeah, I know that taxi man. He says the same thing to me.
2: Wow. (laughs) Oh my my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. So Uh, desperate for him. So he actually emigrated to the UK. And, you know, when he got to the UK, he was kind of a nobody in their terms, and he was playing working men's clubs.
1: I mean, think about it, you know, up in Bradford and all these places going into, you know...
2: What's wrong with sp- Bradford? Sorry. I <laughs> to peop- on behalf I, of the people of
1: Bradford. I, my mother used to say, "Spitty men's clubs he'd go into, you know, and they'd be all mumbling and their points and all this kind of stuff, and he'd be pumping out his songs, and they'd know maybe one or two. Uh, and then there was a... He met uh, Elton John, of all people, at a party. At a party. And Elton John A. said, what are you doing in here? And then he was telling him, he just could not believe that Neil Sedaka, who would have been an luck. inspiration to Elton yeah. John in the early days, because uh, he was a piano player as well, um, was doing this. So Elton had just started a record company or a record label. And he said, "Okay, write for me.
2: And he even offered to do backing vocals for him on his first few albums.
1: Can you believe it? So that was was like a new (laughs) beginning then, you
0: know? I think if people listening to this can pick up on a fraction of the enthusiasm that the two of you have for sharing the story. And the reason I'm stepping in, right, is oh, because, yeah, because we're
2: talking to my team. no, well, <laughs> yeah, so. Well, you are, I... yeah, I know.
0: but no, seriously, I don't want you to give the whole thing away. Oh no, is like, no, no, there's more. There's more. Oh, there's more. there's more. There's more. I know. More. I know, I know you're <laughs> kind of skimming over yeah, a, a lot yeah. of a lot of bits there, but that's the whole point of coming along to the Everyman, yeah, for yeah. this concert in this series because you do give all the details you do sing the yeah. songs you yeah. do we do
2: project the lyrics the bits and people are singing all night long <laughs>
1: yeah. and, and,
2: and I think that's the thing I mean it's very hard to say it's a concert because I don't think it's a concert And I, we it's, do is it yeah sure. and right. I, it's, it's, I think it's kind of a yeah. show it, it's more theatrical and then you know there were times you know like for example in Vera Lynn Alf is from London you know he talks like this and then there are times when he's you know in Dino you'll probably have your American accent will no, you?
1: No no I'm str- I'm playing it straight are you in straight? Dino but in, in Sinatra I was I was a barman from Hoboken in New Jersey Yeah. you know Who talking about Sinatra, Frankie, you know literally. all this kind of stuff Yeah. and in the last one we did in the Bobby yeah. Darren story yeah. I had a character as well That's so sometimes true. it's the character sometimes it's me yeah you know? but
0: it's fun to kind of color it like that, is that we just throw yeah. it out? And also, the audience love that because they it brings another lot. level. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: yeah. So, uh,
0: albeit a very
2: low level. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
1: it's our level, dear.
2: This is true.
1: Yeah. I, but the wonderful thing also is that when we go on stages, like you were saying, there we have this enthusiasm for the shows. But we have a great affection for each other. Yeah. Uh, and that comes across big time, you know. And I keep saying to you and to Damien and to Alan, I'm blessed in that here I am sitting on the Everyman stage, a stage that I adore. And I can sit back and look at my friends.
2: Uh, We're the blessed ones. They're the best
1: ones. (laughs) This is where she jumps in and says, "Oh no, it's you." (laughs) No, but seriously, it's a pleasure. Yeah, you know, it's not work. It's it's a pleasure to be doing these shows.
2: And you know, like even the guys in the band and Yvonne backstage and Kyle, like we've all worked with each other forever like we really have you know we have all known each other for years so there is that kind of familiarity and comfortability and joy at actually being able to do something and i suppose that's the thing for me as i get older and as i go on the thing that i love most about what i do is really just the joy that music brings and the healing potential of it um and i are doing this gorgeous um thing with our friend David Sullivan and we had Morris Healy with us the other day as well it's called the Down Memory Lane Cafe uh, spearheaded by Yvonne Maloney and her team at the library in Douglas Library and it's so joyous just to do something that gives a lift and it's totally free and people come and they they have a cup of tea. It's the first they, Wednesday of every is, month. Yes, it is the first Wednesday of every month in Douglas yeah. Library. And do you know, it's just about reminiscing and singing and freedom and engagement and social inclusion. And that's the lovely thing about even doing our shows for us as well. Like
0: yeah. connection is yeah. the key yeah. for everyone. I could have the two of you on for hours, lads. Uh-huh. Hours and hours and hours. Pick... A Neil Sadaka song, so to
1: finish off with. How do you dig into that? Uh, well, it, it depends what period of Neil Sadaka <laughs> <laughs> you go for. So, to go for the classical period, of the earlier period, you're talking about breaking up is hard to do, Happy Birthday, Sweet Sixteen. In the later period, you're talking about the beautiful song Solitaire, or your title, uh, or the Amarillo itself,
2: or uh, Calendar Girl,
1: calendar Laughter girl.
2: in the Rain, or Laughter in the Rain Sorry, which is, is a lovely song, you know. So.
1: Whatever you yeah. like.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, guys, thanks, really.